Thanks for downloading this show from PC1. Before we get rolling, here's a word from one of the folks who helped bring you this podcast. The following program is a podcast1.com production. Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can keep more of what you make. And coming up in just 20 minutes, I just don't get fashion at all. Some of the new fashion trends that are eating up people's wallets are downright clark Rageous. I'm going to hit you with some examples in 20 minutes. Again, it will not be fashion advice from me. On that, I admit I'm clueless. And later this hour, don't know if you heard my story about how at the dinner table a Pyrex dish exploded and sent shards of glass flying all over us and all over our kitchen. I want to give you an update on that, plus what Pyrex had to say about it, and that's coming your way in just a half hour. So there's a trend in corporate America that I find puzzling. If a company is having trouble, employees get shown the door in many cases, with minimal, if any, severance. But the bosses, if they fail, are given massive amounts of money when they go out the door. The latest in a parade of execs who end up set for life by failing in their jobs, Marissa Meyer at Yahoo, the numbers came out either yesterday or overnight, that she's going to get severance of $186 million. Let me repeat that number, because it's so large, you're probably having trouble categorizing that in your brain. She destroys the value of Yahoo, and they're in a distress sale to Verizon, And her take out the door, $186 million. I mean, that's amazing. But it's not unusual. It is the common mentality now in corporate America that the CEOs, when they are hired, and it's not just the CEOs, it's probably the top half dozen people in big companies, They negotiate failure packages when they're hired. So they don't call it, if I fail in this job, this is what I get. But that's basically what it means. And there are many examples I could give you of people who got ridiculous amounts of money or were promised ridiculous amounts of money. When someone was shown the door at Hewlett-Packard, they got a measly severance, $13 million. One of the big drugstore chains, if the CEO is canned, his exit package is worth $170 million. CEO of Ralph Lauren, or Loren, however you say that, severance package, $148 million. These figures are courtesy of Forbes. 
Those are just some examples. But my favorite of all, when the former CEO of United was let go because of a corruption scandal, he got just under $29 million and in addition got unlimited first-class travel for life for himself and a companion, a company car for the rest of his life, free parking for the rest of his life, and these benefits that I just named are subject to tax, and United covers all the taxes, which alone is worth nearly half a million dollars. There is something wrong with the culture of corporate America that the workers get crumbs and the people who fail get potentially in the hundreds of millions of dollars. I don't know exactly what the answer is to that because the answer is not we need a law. The answer is about the culture. And as I've always said, workers at a company benefit or suffer based on the caliber and quality of the management at that company. And the best-run companies are great to work for, and people can build potentially many years, because nobody really works at one place for a career anymore, but many years of personal growth and potentially paycheck growth at a place that really is run well and values the employees. But so often now, it seems like among the corporate types, they're all on interlocking corporate boards. You look at CEOs, and they're on the board of this company and that one and the other one, and the CEO of that one is on this board and that one and the other one, and they're all in like this tight little web of a privileged few and everybody else let them eat cake and i think that's bad for the country i think it's bad for our republic i think it's bad for our democratic values to have a system where you have these people who are immune from the normal cycles of success and failure, and it's their workers that take it on the chin. Bill is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Bill. Hey, how are you, Clark? Great. How would you like to fail somewhere and get $186 million for failing? Sign me up. I love it. I'll take it. (laughs) It's funny because, you know, I'm, I'm sure... They're embarrassed a little when they get to their country club and people are whispering, yeah, that's the, that's the person who got fired. <laughs> as oh, they, right. as they, yeah, all the way to the bank, they're embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can do that. <laughs> that's funny. Well, what's going on with you, Bill? I have a question. I'm interested in um, a camera or videotaping my driving, you know, like what you see on, uh, you know, uh, uh, television where car cameras pick up incidents and accidents. So I was interested, what's available 
either by your apps for your phone or camera that can record your driving, where you're going, and retain that recording for a day or a couple days. What what options and what that is a great question. All right, so now dash cams, as they're called, that first developed popularity in Eastern Europe and now are spreading very heavily in the United States, range from $15 for a very rudimentary one that will, on an SD card, in a continuous loop, record typically the last 30 minutes or hour of your driving. And if you're ever in an accident... You pop out the SD card and you have that accident or incident to ones that now have very sophisticated GPS in them and will be able not just to record video, but also be able to time code it and location code it as it's recording video. And the difference between... um, Recording time typically is how large a capacity SD card you buy. Because generally, whether it's a $15 dash cam or a $150 dash cam, the recording usually is done on an SD card, and you just buy a bigger SD card, you know, more memory capacity if you want more time of storage. But usually, all you're truly interested in is when an accident happens, unless you're trying to monitor the driving of a teenager. Or let's say you own a company and you're worried about how a delivery driver is behaving behind the wheel, and then more sophisticated information might be helpful. So, yeah, I was interested more in just, you know, for accident purposes, if I were to get an accident, I would have... Then the most basic, the most basic, of the dash cams would work fine for you because it would capture what you need. So are there any, like, um, just brands that you would recommend or suggestions uh, or just go to Amazon and type up dash cams and see what comes up? You could do do that if you live in a part of the country that has Fry's Electronics. Fry's tends to, on their sales, offer what I find to be the best prices in the country on dash cams. And those inexpensive ones, are they good quality? No. Or, no, but they, no. Re- they record just fine. They don't do anything but simply record video. And the video quality is good enough if you needed to show the video to a judge or anything like that. Okay, that's great. All right. That's so it, it, they plug into either the USB in a car or into the cigarette lighter, depending on the model. Do they turn on automatically when you start? They do. They do? Yeah, you do. They just... I have one on my windshield, and I've had one for years, and it just fires up immediately. Because of what I do for a living, somebody may look at um, at being in an accident as a potential bonanza. Right. And so I want the video... And if I messed up, I messed up. But a lot of times, maybe I didn't, or maybe there's gray, or maybe it wasn't as severe an accident as somebody may be claiming, and that's why I have a dash cam. Ray is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Ray. 
Hey, Clark, how are you? Great, thank you. You've decided you want a swimming pool. Yes, yes, yes. I think it is time. Um, Well, twice I have ended up buying houses that came with pools, and opposite you, I would have been happier if they didn't have a pool, and now you want to put one in. (laughs) I wish I could just just, uh, levitate my pool and have it come over to you and set it down for you. Well, you were better off because you bought the house with the pool. But the deal that I got in the house with the amount of equity I have in it, I just couldn't walk away from it. (laughs) So now you're going to build one. Yes, yes, yes. At least I'm contemplating. How about that? Okay. All right. (laughs) So I am trying to find out what is the best way of financing um, to put in the pool. Let's say I don't want to put all cash down and I do have equity in the home, about $200,000. So before I entertain any coats or anything like that, I'm trying to figure out what would be the best approach in terms of financing this venture. Okay, so there are a few possibilities. Sometimes you'll select a contractor who provides a very low rate on financing as a way to close the deal. Mm -hmm. And so it is possible if you, after interviewing contractors and checking out references and all that, you decide on one who's offering a really cheap financing officer offer, that could be your best. But barring oh. that, are we looking at spending 20 on a pool, 30, 15, 40? Between 30 and 40. 30 and 40,000. So in order to answer your question, how long would it take you to pay back thirty to $40,000? Uh, five years. So, gosh, you gave me the perfect answer then. A home equity loan, not a line, a home equity loan. If you go to a credit union and you borrow money on a five-year home equity loan, you get a fixed rate for 60 months, and you pay it down. It's almost like paying down a car loan. And the rates offered on five-year home equity loans are extremely favorable. Oh. Where a home equity line that people would talk to you about is a floating rate, you do not want to be on a floating rate loan for a five-year period. You want that to be fixed. And if it's fixed, you lock in today's lower rates, and you know with certainty what you'll have to pay for those 60 months. And I hope you do enjoy that pool. Sometimes I just don't get it. And today's Clark Rageous moment is a perfect example. Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Rageous moment. I would have thought that what I'm about to share with you is a spoof if I wasn't looking at it with my own eyes. I'm looking at Nordstrom.com. Nordstrom's a great store, but they're selling these Barracuda jeans for men at $425. These jeans they refer to as destroyed. So what do you get for $425? You get jeans with paint and dirt spread on them. 
Now, my last pair of jeans, I spent by far the most I'd ever spent on a pair of jeans in my life. They were Levi's on clearance for $20. And I was racked with guilt that I spent that much. And then to see these jeans that look like they've been through a, a day at Habitat for Humanity selling for four twenty-five, I can take my $20 jeans, go to Habitat, volunteer, make a difference, and have jeans that look like that. And I've saved $405. That is clark Rages. But most clark Rages of all, it's a story in Ad Week. You may have seen this flying around on Facebook. Ikea has a bag they sell for 99 cents. There is a designer label that I will mispronounce from Europe, Balenciaga, B-A-L-E-N-C-I-A-G-A. Their bag that looks just like the IKEA, $2,145. Okay, here are some really surprising car facts for you. In Churchill, Canada, residents leave their cars unlocked. That's in case someone needs to escape a polar bear. It's true. And in Sweden, drivers are required by law to keep their headlights on at all times. Day, night, rain, sunshine, doesn't matter. And now, here's another interesting and actually helpful thing about cars that you might not know. TrueCar also helps people get used cars. That's right. TrueCar isn't just for new cars. Their certified dealer network also has an inventory of over 700,000 pre-owned cars nationwide. So whether you're looking for a new or used car, you can get real pricing on actual inventory and a better buying experience through the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. Oh yeah, here's another fun fact. TrueCar customers can see if they're getting a good or great price before they buy. They're also more likely to enjoy a faster buying process when they connect with their TrueCar Certified Dealers. So when you're ready to buy that car, new or used, visit TrueCar and enjoy a better car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. Thanks for joining us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less. And don't let anyone ever rip you off. Clark.com is our website. Clarkdeals.com is where you save the money. If you did not hear the story on a prior show about what happened to my family at dinner, I'm going to give a quick recap and then tell you what we found out since. But we had baked a casserole in the oven in a Pyrex um, casserole dish, rectangular one. And the dish was one day old, brand new in our household. We cook it, bring it out, set it on the table, and then about 10 minutes later, while we're eating dinner and talking, there was an explosion and the dish had disintegrated. Glass was everywhere, all over us, all over our kitchen. And it was actually pretty frightening. The explosion was so strong that there was only one meaningful size of glass left that was like half the size of a pencil. And everything else had essentially disintegrated. Uh, I had a few small cuts, but none of us were really hurt. And it was a, a pretty 
lengthy process cleaning the kitchen and getting all the glass up. And as I promised, we contacted Pyrex and offered them a chance to comment because going back 10 years, there's one item after another after another. Uh, Consumer Reports has done a number of items on the dangers in cooking with these, and the Today Show did a story about it, and among many, many, many others. It was not on my radar, obviously, till I experienced it. So Pyrex sent us a statement talking about how many of the things they've made, $370 million, and they said, we value our consumers and want them to use Pyrex glass bakeware properly, as millions of consumers have done for generations. That's why we sell all Pyrex glass bakeware with safety and usage instructions, which are also available on our website. And it goes on to talk about if you want a replacement copy of the safety and usage instructions, they'll email them. And they talk about their toll-free number you can call for advice. And then it goes on to say, glass use and care. You must exercise an appropriate degree of care, especially when cooking food at high temperatures. And it says there are three primary risks associated with using glassware for cooking. Breakage due to a sudden temperature change applied to the glassware. And uh, breakage due to impact. The glassware is dropped, obviously. And burning when handling hot bakeware. The first one is really important. And they go on with a bold warning about it, all in caps. And... They say, avoid sudden temperature changes to glassware. Well, who knew that if you cook something in the oven with Pyrex, you need to leave it in the oven for an extended period of time after it is done cooking. Otherwise, it can be a time bomb like we experienced. I found out later one of our Uh, digital employees had one explode on her and injured her pet as the glass went everywhere. And so this is something for you to be conscious of and aware of. There are alternatives. The one most commonly used is silicone deep dish casserole pans. Silicone ones apparently don't have the problem with the temperature change and They can be used in the microwave. They can be used in the oven. They can be used just as we were using the casserole dish from Pyrex. You can have it on the table and serve from it and not have any concern or worry that the thing will explode. And it was crazy. And I just want you to be aware that glass bakeware can, as ABC said on a Good Good Morning America segment they did glass bakeware can spontaneously shatter and i want you to know and be aware because you want to make sure your family is not in harm's way and i did offer pyrex an opportunity to go on the air they chose instead to send us a statement and preferred not to appear on the air andy is with us on the clark howard show hello andy 
Hello, Clark. How are you today? Great. Thank you, Andy. You got a question about your son and student loans. Yes, he is considering, um, I guess I am too, because I think he needs a co-signer, but he's considering refinancing his uh, Stafford loans that he currently has. And um, he's looked into a couple companies, and I'm just not sure. I haven't even, you know, considered this before his conversation with me, so we're new at this and looking for some guidance. So I don't recommend taking federal student loans and converting them into refied private loans because your son would be giving up a lot of consumer protections that come with a federal student loan that are not available with a private student loan. Or his, okay. uh, or his Stafford's at six point eight percent. No, they're actually they range from three one to four point four. Oh my goodness! If he were to refi, his rate would go up, not down. Would go up. Okay. Yeah. So okay, he well, definitely, news. definitely does not want to do anything with them uh, as far as refiing because he's got a sweetheart deal. Okay. And I guess once, if you were to uh, refinance with a private company, they're going to pay off these federal loans, and then you don't have any of those deferment options you may have if in the future you had uh, unemployment come up with, uh, you know, and unable to make a payment. Right. Your son would lose all flexibility. He'd lose the flexibility of, of being able to, as an example, if you lose your job under the revised pay as you earn system, you're considered to be current even if you can't pay anything as long as you document that you're unemployed at that point. And the payments okay. can go up or down based on your income for the life of the loans and how long you have to pay your loans on the federal system. It's based on what job category you're in, but your son is eligible for loan forgiveness of unpaid federal balances typically after 10, 20, or 25 years, depending on his job classification when he took out his loans originally. So okay. it, would be, okay. it would be a severe disadvantage. And I know he's probably getting barraged with offers <laughs> in the mail saying, hey, refinance your student loans at 2.75% or whatever. <laughs> Nobody right. gets those rates. Nobody. Okay. okay. Unless they're a teaser rate for a period of time or a variable rate. And so he's got a good thing going. He shouldn't turn it into a bad thing. Okay. Yeah, he just made his his first payment. So, you know, he's looking at any way to save money. And he thought maybe he could do that going private. But I, I told him we would call you and find out the rest of the story. And I truly appreciate all your help and all you do for us. Absolutely. I hope his degree got him a good job for that first paycheck and first payment. He, you know what? Believe it or not, Clark, he has he got an outdoor recreation degree, if you've ever heard of that. I have not. <laughs> and he is using it at an um, adventure boarding school in North Carolina, and he's, uh, he's living a dream. Well, that is great. I hope he loves his experience doing that. He seems to be loving it and and again i appreciate all your help with all the topics i listen to you every week well well thank you very much and i have a big bias you know i'll tell you from time to time andy about all the jobs that are in the greatest demand that 
are paying the most money, that employers are begging for workers and all that. And sometimes when I get into that, it's like I forget the heart side of things. And the reality is the most important thing in life is to do what you love. And that's just what your son's doing. Chuck is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Chuck. Hello, Clark. How are you today? Great. Thank you. You want to talk about shaving cream? Oh, well, I do. Uh, I've heard you mention in the past uh, Dorco razors that you use. And um, I use another brand that's shipped monthly. And, um, you using Harry's or Dollar Shave Club, or what do you use? I, I use I use Dollar Shave Club. And do you use the El Cheapo, the medium grade razor, or their fancy one? I use their fancy one. So you're spending what uh, eight dollars a month? I'm spending nine dollars a month. Nine a month. Okay. Nine a month. And um, my question to you is. Um, I, I think part of the part of the equation to a good shave might be the shaving cream or the shaving oil that you use. And I thought I had meant, heard you mention at one time that you use nothing but water. Yeah, I know. Okay, so let me let me tell you background. This all started okay. after we went to that craziness because uh, I travel every week and I only do a carry on bag where you're not allowed to have anything larger than 3.4 ounces in liquids. And shaving cream counts as a liquid. So I started shaving instead with conditioner in hotels. And so that's what I was doing on the road. And then I was at an El Cheapo hotel one time, and they didn't have shampoo or conditioner in the bathroom. (laughs) And I shaved okay. with just water, and I was like, wow, this actually works. Because, you know, I go to Dollar Tree, I have to spend a whole dollar on a can of shaving cream. Right, so now right. I'm saving that dollar by shaving without shaving cream, which is probably not the best way to save money. <laughs> well, I, um, I there's something that I buy at a local retailer, and it's a shaving oil. It comes in a a little bottle that would be less than three ounces that I travel with. And it's an oil that you just use four or five drops and put on your face, and it <clears throat> it works really well. And um, how much would that oil set me back? <clears throat> I think it's two ninety nine or three forty nine or something. It's well under five dollars. Well, at that and high a price, use, well, at that high a price, my wife's always looking for something to give me for Father's Day or my birthday, I could tell her that she could really open up the wallet and get me that. She could get you two bottles. I don't know. That would be spending too much on me. (laughs) But you think I'd really like that as an alternative to... I I really do. You can find it at one of the major retail uh, outlets, one of the most popular ones. So uh, Dollar Shave Club... Can I give you the name of it on the the air? Sure, go ahead. Uh, It's called Shave Secret. Shave Secret. Okay. Shave Secret. And it comes just in a... It looks like a bottle about the size of a... You buy eye drops. Well, that would certainly go in my little liquids bag. and Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. $3.82 at Walmart. 
382. So it's gone up just a little bit. Still well under $5. Okay. And it's teensy tiny. And that's perfect. All right. So I'll, I'll tell Lane that that's what she can get me for my birthday. <laughs> it's more money than well, she should really spend on me, but but well, uh, she can do it if she wants to. <laughs> well, I hope it works for you. So let's talk Dollar Shave Club for a minute. So you're spending nine a month, and you get four yeah. four razors for that nine. Is that what you get? I get. You know what? Actually, now that I think about it, I think I get. I think I'm spending nine every shipment, and I'm getting a shipment every other month. So I'm getting, I think I'm getting four four blades every two months. So I guess I'm using a blade every two weeks. All right. Now, you know, I'm using the same blade now almost six months in. Yeah, I've heard you say that. That's why I'm going to try the Dorco razors. <laughs> but it should work just as well with a Dollar Shave Club razor. So try this, just dry that razor after each use, and I bet you'll get a lot more time out of it, and that would work. And right now we've got a Dorco coupon on ClarkDeals.com if you want to save some serious money and try their blades, but if you've loved the Dollar Shave Club one, all I'd like you to do is see if you can stretch your use of the blade, and then you won't need to order as many from them. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com. Producer Joel asks it for you. Yeah, Clark. Thomas Rodin says, in one of your videos, I see that you're wearing what appears to be two watches. What's the story behind that? So the one on my left wrist is an Android smartwatch called, well, actually it can be for Android or iPhone, called a Huawei. It's a Chinese smartwatch. And on my right wrist, I wear the Garmin Vivo Active HR, which tracks every kind of exercise I can do, tracks my steps, how many stairs I climb in a day, my heartbeat um, up is updated every 15 seconds, and so it's basically for a fitness-obsessed individual. It does have minor smartwatch alerts, but not enough for someone who has, I guess I have... I'm told I have OCD. So I've got the other one that gives me the ultimate smartwatch experience. All right, and Craig wants to know, he says, my wife and I have been married three weeks, and we're looking for a king mattress. I know there are mattress stores on every corner and a ton of online options these days, and then there's Costco. Do you have any advice for me? I've been a real convert to the online mattresses. The business that was really started by Casper, and now has so many others selling the online mattresses where you have the 100% guarantee to return typically for three months or, or so, unconditional right to return. And the price points of them generally very good. The quality of them I've found excellent. It may not be your style of betting, but I really do love them. The lowest prices offered by anybody on these new mattresses that come, uh, they compress them. And so they fit in a box that UPS or FedEx can deliver. Or the lowest cost of all are the ones sold by Sam's Club. 
And Sam's Club has a line of them that you can read the reviews people post if you really want to reduce the cost of what you pay for betting and see if the sleep style you enjoy is what people are liking about some of those very inexpensive mattresses. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans proudly supports this podcast. When it comes to the big decision of choosing a mortgage lender, it's important to work with someone you can trust, someone who's got your best interests in mind. And with Rocket Mortgage, you'll get a transparent online process that gives you the confidence to make an informed decision. Don't waste time searching through stacks of paperwork. With Rocket Mortgage, you can securely share your financial info to get a mortgage approval in just minutes. You can even adjust the rate and length of your loan in real time to make sure that you get the mortgage solution that's right for you. So whether you're looking to buy a home or refinance your existing mortgage, you can lift the burden of getting a home loan with Rocket Mortgage. Skip the bank. Skip the waiting. Go completely online at quickenloans.com slash save. That's quickenloans.com slash S-A-V-E. Let Rocket Mortgage help you get the exact mortgage solution that you need. Go to quickenloans.com slash save. Equal housing lender licensed in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. Glad you're with us on the Clark Howard Show where it's all about you and your wallet. I want you to learn ideas from me so that you can save more, spend less, and avoid getting ripped off. Clark.com is our website. And you got a question for me, clark.com slash ask. Half hour from now, I'm going to tell you about how some insurance companies want to decide whether to insure you moving forward. For life insurance is one example. You're not going to believe how they think they can decide how risky you are. It'll shock you. So the president administration, uh, the Trump administration has proposed what it's recommending to Congress to be how you and I are taxed and how companies are taxed in the future. And it's just a proposal. Congress will decide what it wants to do with it. But what I'm very excited about is the proposal from the Trump administration reduces the complexity of individuals filing tax. Their idea is three tax brackets. Not as far as I'd like for them to go, but takes us down from seven unbelievably complicated tax brackets with phase-ins and phase-outs and all that. It would be 10% federal income tax for about, I think about 60% of Americans a 15% tax bracket for maybe another 20% of Americans, and then the last 20% would be subject to a 35% income tax rate. And the ability to figure out what tax you owe would not require multiple years in accounting school, taking the CPA exam, blah, 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 blah. Corporations would be subject to a much lower tax. My it, my feeling over the years has been that there should be no corporate income tax at all because it's gamed so much by corporations and leads to so much of the corruption in Washington. And you and I just end up paying whatever tax it is anyway. But the proposal is to drop it from 35 to 
and for individuals that own their own businesses that instead of being subject to tax it can be up to 43 percent at the federal level you would be taxed at 15 percent so a lot of christmas tree kind of stuff but no way yet to pay for it because we already have a budget deficit and this would be a huge increase in the budget deficit but again when a president proposes changes in tax policy it's almost like a term paper in college that somebody reads it's not what actually happens but it sets a tone for what direction we may go now speaking of directions we're headed gosh do i have great news for you for summer on the energy front the price of a gallon of gas right now at wholesale is a dollar 59 and the cost of a barrel of oil is in the 40s roughly 49 dollars a barrel those prices are fantastic for your future driving plans we always have a seasonal increase in prices as we move towards memorial day till the fourth of july because the number of miles people drive goes up quite a bit because of the family vacation cycle but it's not going to be anything ugly prices remain favorable and the reason they do is there's an enormous overhang of supply sailing around the seven seas on oil tankers that don't have any willing buyers right now u.s producers producing enormous amounts of oil because of the advances with hydraulic fracking and opec that used to be so unbelievably powerful because of us and our friends to the north the canadians no longer have that power over the oil market opec has worked very hard over the last six months to run up the price of a barrel of oil and we and the canadians have kept that from getting out of hand interestingly enough the price at 40 some out a barrel is high enough that most american producers are efficient enough that they can make money at that same time generating enormous supply and keeping us from being held over the proverbial barrel by the saudis or anybody else in opec so this is nothing but good news another side effect of the advances with hydraulic fracking natural gas has been doing a fantastic job reducing our costs for air conditioning in the united states in the summer heating in the winter supply of energy to manufacturing air pollution around the country is way down because of the effects of all the new supply of energy that has been produced through hydraulic fracking and it has obviously hurt coal but coal being so insignificant now has allowed for much cleaner air 
and fewer cases of asthma and potentially longer life for Americans because of the pollution not being caused by coal anymore. Laura is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Laura. Hi, Clark. I just want to thank you so much for all your consumer advice. I quote you pretty much regularly every week when I meet people that have situations that you can help with. Well, thank you very much, Laura. Well, my question, Clark, is that my son has um, dyslexia and learning deficits. So we, um, we have him in a really good school, but it's 20 miles away from our current home, and there's no busing available, and we don't have that autopilot car <laughs> that you've talked about. I'm sorry. Um, I'd send him on that Pacifica fan uh, <laughs> every day if I could. Isn't that an so, amazing story? And uh, let me recap that quickly for people, because it's really neat that Waymo which is a spinoff from Google, is offering families in the Phoenix metro area free rides as they fully develop the final stage of autonomous vehicles. And they're using Chrysler Pacificas, which is a type of minivan, uh, and people get free transportation with the vehicle dispatched to come get them, and then taking them to where they want to go, which is really amazing, but so much part of the future. So what are you thinking of doing with this 20-mile distance? That sounds miserable. It is. And um, basically, we only have um, about 90000 left on our current home, and the prices in our area have just started going up because we were underwater for a long time. So we feel like we're at the cusp of just the beginning of it, the value going up, up, up. So we wanted to see if we could rent our current home because eventually we may want to downsize and come back to it um, when we have to pay for college for our kids. And But the problem is, if you if we do that, how do we have the cash to put down on our second home? And then is there laws against getting second mortgages or HELOCs on a current property uh, for a new to put down on a new property, and and possibly if we don't have the the actual cash, would this be a case where we would borrow from our four hundred one k? Wow, that's a lot of questions all wrapped into one. So, as far as savings to come up with, let's say three and a half percent for a down payment, that's not going to happen right now. Uh, not for the home prices in the area where the school is. They're they're significantly higher than where we live. All right, so if you were to rent your home that you have now, can you get a rental income that would easily cover what you owe each month on a mortgage, taxes, and insurance? Oh, absolutely, more than enough. It would actually, we'd be making money. We um, have been in this neighborhood since, you know, it first was built, and we um, know all the people that are renting, and it's a good neighborhood, and people, we know kind of what the pricing of rents is going for, so it's well below, because our mortgage is pretty low, and we just just paid for a roof, we just paid for a new HVAC, so that's why we, you know, would... I love the idea of you keeping that house, for all the reasons you stated, and, you know, I'm so negative on borrowing from a 401k, but you have special family circumstances, and there are two ways to approach them. If you did borrow from a 401k, you could pay back that loan potentially on an accelerated basis with the free cash flow you have from rent exceeding 
what your cost is on what would become your rental property. And that would make me uh, not be as upset about you borrowing from the 401k. Okay, and what are we allowed to have a second mortgage on our current house and use that money, or is there a law? So that, that depends. No, there's no law against that. As long as you're living in the property and it's the only home you have, you can borrow against it for whatever purpose you want. If you qualify to do a home equity line or whatever, you could borrow from it, and then you have the proceeds. They didn't come from family or anything like that. And unless, uh, an underwriter and a mortgage lender was unhappy with your source of funds, you'd be fine with that. There's no fraud or anything like that with that. Right. We have excellent credit, but someone had mentioned to me they thought we had to live in the house for a year after we do something like that, or either after we refinance or after we do some kind of home equity or HELOC. Unless the HELOC specifically says you must, as part of the terms of getting it, says you must own or occupy for a specific period of time after taking it out. That's determined by the contract of the HELOC or the second mortgage. So a lender may have a requirement like that, and you would need to honor that. But they also may not. They may only require that you be a current occupant of the property. Gotcha. And when you say occupant, are you saying living in it? Yes. Or? Yes. I mean, you as your primary residence. Okay. So, so it depends on the it only, all it depends on is what's the loan agreement and terms and conditions you'd be agreeing to with it. So, and what um, do you think I should work with our current um, mortgage people to see about doing HELOC or? or no, uh, definitely with- not. Go to a credit union. Okay. If you want to do any kind of HELOC, uh, home equity loan, any type of personal loan, pretty much the place to go to for that is a credit union. And if you're not a member of one yet, join one. Okay, fabulous. Thank you so much, Clark. All right, and best of luck with your search for a new place. Oh, the other thing I started to mention, and I think I got distracted by some some of the things we were talking about, is the other alternative, since you think you might round trip back into this house, mm-hmm. is you could consider just renting another home near where the school is, at least for a while, till you're sure you really want to live in that neighborhood 20 miles away. And that would lower the financial voltage of all the things we've discussed. Vanessa's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Vanessa. How are you today? Hi, Clark. I'm fine. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to talk to you. It's very exciting. Well, it's great to have you here. And you know what's more exciting? That you have a teenager who's so industrious. Oh, it takes a little parenting to get there. (laughs) So (laughs) what's your teenager up to that you kind of pushed along then? Well, he got his first job in his senior year. He works at a movie theater. And then we talked about um, getting his wages and separating into thirds, one-third for savings, one-third for him to use and spend, and one-third for debt. But since he doesn't have any debt, we talked about starting a um, retirement account. My question was, in his case, I mean, we're talking about him making at most $4,000 in a year. 
he'll probably still stay in my uh, tax return So because I claim him. So he's not going to do any tax return himself. So whether an IRA well or you a can you IRA can actually you can actually claim him and he can still do a return for this earned income and then he would be able to do a Roth IRA and have whatever money he saves go into there and it would grow tax free for the next 50 years and be spent tax free so it's better for him to do a Roth post-tax rather than a traditional IRA. 100%. 100%. Because his tax bracket is teensy tiny on what he's making at the theater. So the the problem with doing a traditional IRA is, yeah, he gets a a minuscule, almost like a microscopic tax benefit, but then it's a time bomb because 50 years later, he owes tax on every penny that that has grown to. Everything okay. he has in there. Where with the Roth, he's not really giving up any real tax advantage by doing a Roth instead of a regular IRA. But then he has a huge advantage at the other end of life where it's his money to spend and no pinch by the government. Okay, and that's a specific case because... He makes so little that the tax uh, deduction would be irrelevant at this point. Generally, the tax deduction is not relevant at all up to about age 40, unless somebody is an ultra-high income earner. So a small segment of the population would potentially benefit more from doing a regular IRA than doing a Roth, but it's a tiny portion of us overwhelmingly people do better vanessa in a roth and at his age he should do an investment roth not anything at a bank or credit union and you can take him over to my guide at clark.com to see how to get it done the folks at podcast one want to say thank you for listening to this show we also would like to ask a small favor of you it'll take you less than 10 minutes and if you're one of the first people who does it we'll even give you something for doing it We want you to complete a short survey for us because we need the information you give us to help make things better every day. Just go to podcastone.study and everything will be right there for you. That's podcastone.study. The first 250 people that go and complete the survey will get a $25 gift card to restaurant.com. And there's a chance to win an additional $250 Visa gift card. All of our shows are supported by advertisers and filling out this survey will really help us out. So please go to podcast1.study. And thank you. Stay tuned for 60 seconds of AP News headlines right after this podcast. Glad you're with us on the Clark Howard Show, where you learn ways to keep more of what you make. Clark.com is the web address. Clarkdeals.com, our bargain site. And I have talked on the show about the innovators that are offering new ways to buy life insurance. Sales of life insurance in the United States have flat out collapsed. And it's not like there aren't people in the country who really need life insurance, but especially people that are under age 40 will not buy life insurance the way the industry has traditionally done it. And the industry has been slow to the game of accepting reality. But people that are younger 
are not going to put up with this whole rigmarole of a salesman will call, salesman does a presentation that's all peaches and cream, and then you have to have a physical, and then you wait like two months before the policy gets issued and all that. And people that are younger who are used to taking out their phone and doing most anything, click, 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 done, they have no time to waste on an insurance industry that thinks it's 1874. So imagine you're a life insurer. You are trying to figure out what to charge for a policy based on the risk levels that somebody you're considering insuring would represent. So for you, doing something that somebody just takes out the phone and clicks on an app and you issue a policy, it's terrifying to the traditional life insurance industry because they can't quantify risk. And everything they do is about figuring out what they need to charge so they can get a return on their money and sell you a product that you'll be willing to buy. People aren't willing to buy it that way. And that's why I've talked about Haven Life before, which is one of two insurers. Joel, can you remind me what's the other one called that does it? Anyway, you can now apply for a life insurance policy and unless something hiccups in your application, you are approved immediately. Is the other one Policy Genius? Is that what I remember? Yeah, I think that's it. It is Policy Genius. So with these two, you complete an application on a laptop or on your phone, and they ask you a lot of questions, and then, bam, they'll approve you or deny you right then and tell you immediately if they approve you what your rate will be for the coverage you get. Oh, and Quotacy does it too? I don't. I think they only give quotes. I don't think they issue a policy immediately. I don't think Quotacia will also issue a policy. But anyway, that's what people under 40 expect, that you just fill out the information, they let their computers do their magic, and boom. Well, now NerdWallet has put out a story that I don't even know what to say to you about this. But there's a new technology that allows insurers, they call the product Kronos, where an insurer would be able to issue a policy in 10 minutes without, of course, doing the medical exam. And one of the key components is you take a selfie and Kronos analyzes your face, takes your face and breaks it down into digits, you know, into a digital impression. And they believe they're able to figure out your physiological age which means even though your chronological age may be 37, well, maybe 
you're unlucky in the genes department, or maybe you've lived your life a little hard sometimes, and they come up with a chronological for you, a physiological age, not your actual calendar age, and they're able to use that to figure out, are you aging faster than normal or slower than normal, back into a mortality risk that you'd represent, and they believe issue a policy for you using the Kronos software with enough accuracy that the physical exam would go out the window. I mean, obviously, there's a creep-out factor, (laughs) I would say, pretty big, with the idea that a decision, in part, to issue insurance to you would be based on you taking a selfie. Uh, Who knows? I mean, they say that they can tell, with their software, whether you ever smoked a cigarette in your life even if you haven't smoked in forever. Who knows what else they use their software to figure out about you. So the key is that you are going to have, over the next few years, many, many options to buy life insurance without going through their process from the 19th century. And all I can say is it's about time. And for you, look at buying life insurance. For 90-some-odd percent of people, level-term life insurance is the right call. Level-term is easy to comparison shop, and all it does is it pays a benefit in the event you die for the, in the time period for which you purchase, with typically 15, 20, 30 years, it provides coverage, and it gives you the ability to have money for your survivors. It took me two years haranguing producer Joel to buy it, and once you finally decided to buy it, how hard was it? It was pretty simple. It, it's not as simple as it's become in the last, I guess, year with players like Haven Life involved. Uh, But it it was pretty simple, although we did have to take a little medical test and answer a bunch of questions. And how much are you paying for how much coverage? We're paying, I think, my wife and I together pay 38 a month, and we each have $250,000 policies. Okay, and so that amount of money is not going to really... That's total for two of you. Total for two policies. So you're paying 400 and something a year. It's pretty cheap. And you can handle that. Yep. See, what you don't know about Joel is Joel is so careful with money, he could probably buy the latest Gulfstream jet, but isn't going to do that. Jason's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Jason. How are you? Hey, Clark. Doing good. It's a pleasure to talk to you. Well, great to have you here. You want to ask me about one of those areas of finance that can be so confusing. Yes, sir. Uh, My wife and I are about two to three weeks away from completing uh, a house that we are building, and we'll be uh, transitioning from 
the temporary financing into either a 15 or 30 year mortgage. Um, my credit score is in the 810 to 820 range. My wife is uh, in the 780 to 790 range. So my question is, what kind of interest rate uh, can we expect from uh, the banks or the mortgage companies? Well, that is a great question, and there is some variation depending on where in the country you're living, where this house is that you built. And so local... Uh, Mississippi. Sorry? Uh, Mississippi. All right. So Mississippi, because it's uh, mostly a rural state, is not as competitive on mortgages as uh, states with big urbanized populations. So you got to work harder to get a deal on the mortgage. And you may find that the rates are going to be a little higher than you'd have when you look at national averages. But because of your credit scores, the two of you should do very well on getting a mortgage. And of course, for me, I would always want you to look at the 15-year because I'm I'm just into that. And the 15-year loans right now are generally at or below 3%. Where when you look at the 30-year loans, you're going to be roughly nearly a point higher. And this is the largest spread that I ever remember between 15-year and 30-year loans. Okay. So there's a a real advantage to you if you can handle um, what the payment would be going into the 15-year and it does look like in Mississippi you'll pay like an eighth of a point higher than the typical national average because of a general lack of competition. So it'll be to your advantage to shop with as many lenders as you can as you convert from a construction loan to permanent financing. I was just concerned about the bank I'm using for my temporary uh, finance, and it's going to try to steer me in a certain direction. And I just wanted to have make sure I had the correct ammunition, and because I feel like with our credit scores, we should be able to get the best deal in the market. I would think with our credit scores. Now, so they offer you a conversion to permanent financing for a couple hundred dollar fee, or do they make you go through complete underwriting again? Um, it's a fee. And how many how many hundred dollars is that fee to convert to permanent? Uh, I am not sure. I really don't know the answer to that. All right. If the fee is low, if it is just a few hundred dollars, what you usually want to do is you want to go ahead and close with that lender that did your construction loan, even if their okay. rates are above market. And the reason is because you have certainty there. They're offering you a very low conversion to close on a fixed rate. And again, I'm I'm assuming that it's going to be just a couple of hundred dollars. Then okay. that's a slam dunk. You just do it with them. And you can always say, well, I'm looking around and the rates for people with my credit score on a 15 look like they're so-and-so. And if they are like, yeah, well, what we're offering you is this, you okay. still take <laughs> this and close because then you know you have your permanent financing 
and then you can turn around in short order and do a refinance potentially with another lender where you have wider availability. You can use the national online lenders then because when you're going into a refi, the stakes are so much lower than with a home you've been building. You want to get that permanent financing and then later if you let's say you try to do a refi and the lender turns out to be a nightmare, it doesn't matter. You still have the loan you already have. Okay. Very good. So you said you're building a home. I always ask this question when somebody says that. Did you literally build part of the home yourself or you just hired people to do it? No, no. We had a contractor. Uh, we took uh, haggled around on the plans and took our plans to a contractor, and he gave us a lock and key price on it. After we shopped it around, and so he, the, the contractor is actually kind of workers to build it. Okay, you know the reason I always ask that, Jason, is that from time to time I'll have somebody who says, "No, we actually are building the house. You know, doing everything ourselves." And I'm I always admire that. Because I can't do anything for myself. So when somebody can do that, I think it's really neat. And Joel, can we sneak in and ask Clark here? We sure can, Clark. Bill had a question. He said, I responded to a Facebook ad for an at-home delivery service. The company then sent a follow-up email. It sounded legit. They said I'd make $2,000 a month just getting packages from delivery services like UPS and FedEx. Do the inspection slap on a printed shipping label and take it to the post office. What's the deal here? That could land you in jail big time. You could end up with a felony conviction. They are trying to get you to be part of a theft ring. And it is very ugly. They use stolen credit cards. They have stuff that is sent to you. You then send the stuff on to the crooks. All the police know is you received the stolen property and you end up in prison. So this is... An ugly, ugly scam that they're trying to get you into, and you're the only one of anybody involved with it who ends up in jail. Run away. Ella's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Ella. How you doing? Great. Thank you, Ella. How can I be of service to you? I got to tell you, you are wonderful. Well, you are sweet to say that. You have saved me $150. How did I do that? With that sling TV, I had to tell you that that is just wonderful. It is over and above than what it, I even expected for it to be. Anything that comes in my mind that I want to see or hear or read or whatever, it's on there. Well, let's explain to your fellow listener what we're talking about. Sling TV is an Internet-based pay television service that starts at $20 a month. You have a hard time running it past 25 a month. And it's not as complete as you'd have from cable, but the average cable package is 90-some-odd dollars a month, and Sling is 20-some-odd dollars a month. So how's the quality of the picture been? Wonderful. Customer service is great. You know, it's, it's kind of hard to find uh, a company that's got good customer service. It is a nightmare from beginning to end, but they have good customer service. They do not let you get off the phone until they get you straightened out. 
And I just had to call you and tell you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, well, thank you for that. So you're pretty excited about Sling. What about how limited the channel choices are? Is it So it's enough stuff for you. You're not feeling like, I wish they had this channel or that channel or the other channel? It's so much on there, you never would get through looking at everything. <laughs> it well, is wonderful. Sling is a great alternative, particularly for somebody who's a one-person household. It's a little more difficult to make Sling work in a multi-person household, but I'm so glad that you've tried it and that you're saving so much money. Thanks for listening to the Clark Howard Podcast. Download new episodes every Monday through Friday at podcastone.com. That's podcastone.com. I'm John Horn. I'm the host of Geffen Playhouse Unscripted. I'm here with our very first guest, Rain Wilson. Hi, John. It looks like I'm the first guest on the Geffen Unclothed. Unscripted. Unscripted. Yeah, let's go with that. A marriage made in heaven, I guess. Or Westwood. Tune in for some of our exciting upcoming guests. David Copperfield, Neil LaBute, Neil Patrick Harris, Josh Gad, Rita Wilson, and many more. Be sure to download new episodes every Wednesday on the Podcast One app and on iTunes. And don't forget to rate, review, and share. And, and I'm Rain Wilson, the first guest. You were no, the very this, first guest. This was a huge uh, mistake. Geffen Playhouse Unscripted. Huge mistake. What we're learning about the Manchester bomber. I'm Rita Foley with an AP News Minute. The father of the alleged Manchester suicide bomber says his son didn't do it. We don't believe in killing innocents, he told the AP. But the father reportedly was a member of an al-Qaeda-backed group in Libya years ago. That, according to a former Libyan security official. Meanwhile, police have carried out raids on a block of apartments in Manchester. Witnesses say they heard explosions. Alan Kinsey was a neighbour of the alleged bomber. The actual family that had been there, I'd, I'd never really come across them in bad ways. It was always, even when I said hello, they never seemed to speak back to you. It was just like kept themselves to themselves and that was about it. The British putting more military troops on the streets now as police say it's clear this is a network they're investigating. President Trump has arrived in Brussels for NATO meetings after a visit this morning with the Pope at the Vatican. I'm Rita Foley.